Hello and welcome to Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain to you why. There's a creation tool that's located within the Anchor app, which will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And then Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. That's also one of the perks of using Anchor. And then your podcast could be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in one place, which is in the Anchor app. So if you want to get started, and again, it's totally free, then download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome to Life As It Is with me, Dora Middleton. I wanted to talk about what's going on in this country or everywhere, basically, dealing with the unjustified murders, um, dealing with the police. I would like to start on the newest one we just had with the young lady um, that was just shot and killed in her home and I want to talk about it because the home is where we should feel safe and I don't understand how you can be in your home playing video games with your nephew one moment and then the next moment you're dead from a gunshot wound with a policeman shooting through your window And what the odd thing is that I feel is odd is that this this man, he could have knocked on the door. He could have let her let everyone in the home, if there was anyone else in there besides the nephew and the victim, let everyone know that he was there. Why would you bypass an open door where you could have knocked on the screen? You couldn't, I mean, on the on the glass door he could have knocked and instead of doing that he went to the window and he shot through it so it 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 makes me feel like he didn't care he didn't care about this person's life and that's it's sad that's the world that we are living in today and the fact that the neighbor only called because he was worried about the safety of everyone that occupies the home because the door was open. But he didn't do it as an emergency call. So why would the policeman show up anyway with guns drawn? If it was done as a non-emergency, he called the non-emergency line, the telephone for non-emergencies, why would guns be out at all? And you're just doing a wellness check. That's the question that I believe we are all asking right now. And his superiors also feel the same way. Why did he do what he did? And it goes back to where I feel that before anyone should be allowed to become a policeman, they should have um, different 
steps they need to take dealing with their mental health. I think that they should do extensive, um, some type of care dealing with the psychiatrist first to see where their minds are at before they are allowed to have a gun. Because it's been proven on so many occasions that these people aren't stable. And policemen are, they are supposed to protect and serve. But it's like everyone's needing protection from them. Okay? And it's sad. And I'm not saying that all all policemen are, are bad. I'm not saying that at all because there's good ones out there. It is. But the good ones are allowing the bad apples to commit these crimes and they're not saying anything because they have to hide behind this code of silence where they protect each other even when they're doing things wrong and that's not cool. I just hope that justice will be served in this situation and it's not swept under the rug that they don't find some way to let him off to go do the same thing over again. Because it's, it's, it's so much. And, and here's a question I have. What was, he shouldn't have used force unless he was afraid for his life. And how could he be afraid when he was at the window shooting through the window? So there's this, this window, this, this wall basically there's this between him and everyone that was in that home so if you felt threatened you could have turned right back around went to your car and called for backup but you had no reason to be threatened so this is just it's a really crazy situation and then to resign to make sure that they don't fire you is just ridiculous I think that the man obviously has some mental issues somewhere in there and she's lost her life because of it. And I feel that he should be in jail. There's no if, ands, what's about it. What he did was unnecessary. He took a person's life. He can wake up whether he's in jail or not every day of his life. He has breath in his body. He can enjoy his family. He can enjoy his children if he have them. She can't do anything. She's gone. He's put her six feet under for no reason. This this lady died not knowing why. All she knows is she was hit by a bullet, but does not know why. And that's that is just... It doesn't sit well with anyone. It shouldn't. I mean, it just seems like things are just not getting any better in this world. And people are finding all sort of ways to explain the wrongdoing. There's no way to explain what this man did. What he did was just unnecessary. And I... 
I know this is going to keep happening until they do something about it. It's going to keep happening until they charge these policemen the way they would charge a person off the street, anyone off the street. Stop giving them a pat on the back for committing murder. And had that been anyone else, oh, they, they'll get a lot of time. Okay, they will get time in, in jail. There wouldn't be any excuses made. So I feel that the law has got to start being fair. They have to treat these cops that's committing these murders the same way they would treat anyone else that committed the same crime. Policemen, they're, they're supposed to be policemen, not gangsters, not assassins. I mean, it just seems like this is like a game to them. They constantly continue to kill. And they're killing black women, black children, black men, boys and girls. It's like there's a target on your back if you have brown skin. If you're black. And that's not cool. We have got to change the way things are going in this world. People have got to wake up. We all have got to come together to figure out what to do about this situation. Because there's so much hatred amongst everyone. Everyone's totally divided. And the more... The more time that we allow to pass by and not try to rectify this situation, it's going to just get even worse. There's people, I've had conversations with people, and they don't acknowledge that racism is a problem. They make up different excuses about why things are done in the way that they're being done. They won't acknowledge racism. And if you can't acknowledge racism, then you're a part of the problem. You can't possibly be a part of the solution. And if you have these, you have these policemen committing these crimes and not being charged for it, you're giving the next renegade that you're giving him a reason to think that, okay, I can just do what I want and not do any jail time because I have the power to do so because no one's going to tell me that I'm doing wrong. And that's where it needs to end. We have got to do something about this. We all have to come together, every race out there, we all have to come together and make some changes. We got to fight to get the laws changed. We got to fight to do something to where all citizens are protected regardless of what race. But the way it's it's standing, the way it is right now, it seems like the black race are the ones that's getting the short end of the stick. Black people are the ones losing their lives. I mean, on every corner, it seems. And no one 
I mean, it just seems like there's no one. It almost seems like no one cares. Like, oh, well, they're, they're going to still eat their dinner. They're still going to go out and party because it's not affecting them or their families. I've heard people say, oh, well, it has nothing to do with me. It's not me. It's not my family. How could you feel like that? But the moment something like that does happen to your family, you're crying out for everyone else's help. You want everyone to come to you. You want the guidance, the assistance. You want everything you can possibly get from from everyone else to get this situation with your family rectified. So why does that kind of thing, that kind of situation has to hit home with you and your family before you realize that it's not right? So we need to change. We need to change the way things are going in this world. I would like to take a brief break and I will be right back. Hello and welcome back to Life As It Is with me, Dora Middleton. Before the brief break, we were talking about um, the shootings dealing with the different police officers. Um, And the point I was trying to make is the fact that this is happening more and more frequently as time passes by. And um, what I'm thinking is that, again, what I feel is that they need to do a mental evaluation on all of these policemen before they are released out of the academy. Because somewhere there's a, there's a problem. You know, you, you don't want to say that it's strictly race. Even though it seems like more of the deaths that are take more of these people that are being murdered are black. But I would, I really want to say it has something to do with race and it most definitely has something to do with their mental stability. There are some issues mentally there and they need to get to the bottom of it. Because if you have a person that's having issues with racism to where they, they have racism problems, okay, they have issues with a certain race. And then you turn around and they have mental problems as well. That's not a good mix right there. Okay. So I I really believe that they need to get evaluated mentally. Uh, they're, um, that they should make that mandatory or... And if they don't pass it, they should not be allowed to be on the force. Because if not, you're just going to have three and four people killed every month, it seems, at the hands of the policemen. And it's not justified. It seems like they're killing more innocent people than they are people that put them in situations where they do have to use force. And I, I have a problem with that. Like most people have a problem with that. 
And I believe that all the people that are being quiet have a problem with that, but they don't care really to, you know, make any noise about it because it's not their family. Okay. It's not their problem. And we have all grown so accustomed to saying, oh, well, it's not my problem. It's not my family. That's their issues. We don't have any care in this world. There's so many cold-hearted people walking around now. People that they, they could care less as long as it does not touch their home or their family. They are okay. I just, I'm, I pray every day for a change. You know, when you're driving down the street and the policemen get behind you, you know, you're, you're legit, you're legal, you have your insurance, everything's in your name, but people tend to still get nervous because you don't know what is on this, this person's mind. Because the first thing you're thinking, you might see a car that just cut someone off that's going on 90 and the policeman let them go just to get behind you that's doing everything the correct way. Then you have people saying, okay, my seatbelt's on. Let me keep my hands. If they pull me over, my hands got to stay, you know, where they in plain sight, where they can see them. I can't make any sudden moves. You know, you shouldn't have to feel that way. You shouldn't have to feel like you have to be a, a statue and don't move because if you look or turn a little bit to the left, that you might be shot down in your car just for moving. That's, that's not living. As citizens, we're, we're not able to live if that's the way we have to drive. How can you drive feeling that way when you think that you might be pulled over by a policeman or, you know, you hear a siren and you're thinking, oh, wow, are, are they behind me? Are they coming behind me? You shouldn't feel that way. People don't leave their house thinking that they're going to be shot to death because they so-called have a headlight out, you know, a, a, a light out on their car or no seatbelt on or something, something really minor. You shouldn't have to be afraid every day that you go out driving that there's a chance that you might not return home to your family, to your children, to your grandchildren, because someone is on a mission to commit a crime or someone isn't mentally stable and has a gun. But that's what everyone has to deal with these days. It doesn't matter if you're legal or not. It seems like what's going on is it's based on the color of your skin. So if you're brown, you're black, you basically know that ch there's a chance that this officer might come to your car already angry for a reason you don't know. You don't know why he's angry. He could just be angry because you're who you are. We can't change who we are. We are the exact way that God wanted us to be. Why is it that we are told that because we are black, we are a problem, that our lives don't 
mean anything because it seems like that's what everyone thinks. Because if you don't have a problem with what's going on in the world today against the black and brown people, then you are the problem. You're part of the problem. As I always said, you're a part of the problem and you're not a part of the solution. We teach, society teaches our children that we're not good as the other race. We're not as beautiful as the other race. Our lips are too full or our skin is too dark. Or as they say, our hair is too nappy. We have made it so that it's like they don't want us to like who we are. I love my natural hair. I wouldn't wear it any way other than natural. I used to. I used to be in that population of people that perm the hair, the straighten it. Not because I didn't like it natural. I just felt, okay, I want to wear it straight. But no, that's not me anymore. They couldn't pay me to put that garbage in my head anymore. I would never perm my hair again. That's poison, okay? I would never put that stuff in my hair again. And I love my natural hair. And I know that I am beautiful. And I tell people on a daily basis, my black is beautiful. I'm fabulous. I love myself. But what happens to the people that society has gotten so far up in their head about how they should look to where it's like they don't like themselves anymore? And I know I went from talking about the policemen and the shootings to this, but I'm just trying to talk about everything that's going on today. It's like... We were criticized, especially as black women, for some reason, they, they feel black women are just so unattractive. Like we ought to be happy that we can even get a half a man lesson on a, a whole one. And what I mean by a half or whole, I mean a good man or a man that has his, his, his self together, that's stable. It's like no matter what we do as a black woman, no matter how educated we are, no matter how financially stable we are, how good of a mom we are, we don't get credit for anything. Everyone always have a way of trying to put us down one way or the other. We've been told our butts were too big. We've been told our lips were too full. We were, were too curvy. But why? Why? Why, are, why were we even told that? But at this day and age, everyone's buying everything that we were born with. Now that's the, that's the going thing. Get your butt done. Put, you know, make your hips bigger. Whatever they're doing, they're doing. Make your lips fuller. Tan to where you're my complexion, okay? You have women on social media that's white women, Chinese women, 
they're wearing this makeup in a way to where they look like they're they're black women. So now you're going to make money pretending to be you're, you're endorsing these products, pretending to be a black woman when you're not a black woman. And these companies know what these women, what these ladies are doing, and they're OK with it. So you're okay with someone pretending to be a black woman to endorse your products rather than go and get a real black woman to endorse your products that actually uses your products. So you want someone out there that can't basically use that product that they're endorsing because it's for black women, but you're not allowing black women to endorse it. You're allowing women to pack on the makeup and make themselves look like they are black rather than use a real black woman. And that's sick because we're the ones that need to buy your products. And when I see things being done like that, I don't want your products. Because if we are not good enough to endorse your products, why should we buy them? And when I see things, like I said, any product that I've seen them do this with, I'm not going to buy it. My money won't be spent on it. Because it's not right. That's to me, that's like blackface. You know what I'm saying? How would that work out if we decided to go and try to paint ourselves white? To pass ourselves off as white. Oh, that would be, I'm pretty sure people would go through the roof. I remember way back in the day where there was a a soap opera where the black man was pretending to be a white guy to get a job. And it's it's years ago, but I remember watching that and, and people didn't like that. People didn't like it at all. So why is it okay now? Why is it okay for all these women to pretend that they're black just to do these endorsements? And why are these companies okay paying them to endorse their products when they know that they're they're pretending to be what they are not? Because you don't want us to endorse your products because we're actually black. We actually use your products, but we're not good enough to endorse your products. Our beauty is not good enough for you, but then you go and you want someone that's pretending to be black and that's gotten their lips filled with the Botox or whatever it is that they're putting in their face, you know, and in their lips to look like us, but you're okay paying them to do it. That's like I said, I have a problem with that. I, I think it's sick. It's disrespectful toward us because for some reason, it's just so hard for people to accept our beauty. And we come in so many different shades of black and we are beautiful women from head to toe. But society is trying to make us think that we are the ugliest women out there and we're not and even the babies at such a young age as five 
the little kids, five and six years old, think that because they're not a blonde or their skin isn't white, they're not beautiful. You have some of our children that don't even want black dolls. And then when, when they do make the, the dolls, they, they make these dolls, it just amazes me how some of these dolls look. Is that how you think we look? You know, and I find myself when I go to the store to get dolls for my, my grandchildren, and when I used to buy the dolls for my daughter when she was young enough for dolls, I would ask these people, can, can you, you know, I'll buy her a couple white dolls and I would try to buy a doll of every race of what they have. And then when I say, can I, do you have this doll in black? No, we don't have it in black. You, there's a white one. You can have the white one. That's not what I ask you, sir. I ask you if you have this doll in black. So he refused to give me this doll in black. So I went and I got a supervisor, which was a black man. I said, sir, do you have this doll in black? He said, we sure do. I said, well, why is it, on the, why is it that it's not on the shelf? He said, we, they make us put these out first. And the black dolls, you get if you ask for them. Now, what kind of nonsense is that? So the black dolls are hidden in the back in the storage room and will only be brought out if we ask for them. And as you can, like I just told you, I asked for one and the Caucasian male refused to give me one. So I, the black man had to go back and bring me the black doll. I had a cart of dolls in all races, black, white, Chinese dolls. I had, they look like Chinese women. I had his dolls that looked like they could have been a, a Hispanic. I believe in letting my, my child and my grandchildren play with all different types of dolls, regardless of what race, okay? But they don't, they don't even want us buying our own dolls for our children. We're not supposed to want our kids to play with black dolls. So what are we going to teach these kids? What do you want us to say? Okay, so what do you want us to do? Just have these kids play with dolls of every race but black? They, you're not going to give them a doll to play with that they can relate to? You're going to hide them in the back? I had never felt so pissed off in my life. But I was calm about it. I just said, this is pitiful. This is ridiculous. The, why? Why is this happening? I had a whole conversation with this worker for like 30 minutes. You know, because he said, I, if it was up to me, they'd all be out here. And he said, even the store only orders maybe eight or nine black dolls. He said, they don't order a lot of black dolls. So basically, with all the black people running around in this world, you feel only eight or nine dolls is okay for your store, but then there's th two shelves of, of Caucasian dolls, white dolls? I mean, that's something to really think about. And that's something that we really need to change. 
we there's a lot of things in this world that we need to change. Well, I have enjoyed uh, this segment, um, this segment, this topic regarding the policemen, regarding the racism. I've always enjoyed talking about different things that's going on in the world.